Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, we're going to be talking about what makes a good collaborator as a writer. Here we go. You're listening to Draw on Top, a show about indie comics and making comics, with your host, Tyler Carpenter. What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Tyler. It's another episode of Draw on Talk. Really quick, hit the subscribe button for more uh, awesome uh, videos where I talk to indie creators about making comic books. Also, like and comment on this video. But today, I've got an awesome creator. His name is Chuck Pino, and he has an awesome Kickstarter called Welcome to the Void that he's doing right now. Uh, the link is down below in the description. Check it out. But real quick, thank you, Chuck, for being on the show. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I'm glad to do it. Uh, no problem. And I, I feel like we talked about you getting you on the show like a long time ago, and then my life just kind of went... <laughs> you got married. Like, absolutely. And, and <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a Kickstarter, which is like the comic version of getting married. So no, we're both crazy busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So tell everyone. Tell everyone about Welcome to the Void. I know I know a lot about it because like we were we were conversing in the early stages and then you hit the Kickstarter, but tell tell the tell uh, the viewers why they need to back your Kickstarter. Oh man, okay, so um Welcome to the Void is what I like to call a metaphysical fantasy. And so that's kind of like my explanation of what magic would be in nowadays. And so a lot of people say, oh, is that like the magicians? No, it's nothing <laughs> like the magicians. It's it's my way. I basically have created this alternate dimension known as the void. And a person would use it or tap into it in order to create anything. And so the, the kind of neat thing about it is... Is that uh, – yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to kind of get my head around the void. Um, <laughs> You're in the void right now. <laughs> I know, right? Woo! Um, it's basically just kind of like I, – I like to explain it as it's an explanation for all the weird things that happen in our actual lives. So I've been very um, careful to make this sort of as realistic as I possibly can. So things like if you have a circle of Wiccans and they you know, start lighting candles on fire and stuff or you have – christian faith healers or you have anything else like that where does that power come from and so my explanation is is that it comes from the void and so there's a sense of true faith that allows you to breach that dimension and utilize that and so the thing is is that you don't know that you're doing it you just do it through true faith but our main character manny finds that actual dimension and then when he realizes, I don't need true faith, I don't need that to access this, it gives him access to absolutely anything that he can imagine because he knows that he can just do it and make it happen. And so kind of the overarching thing that happens through the series is he starts to worry, is this power okay in other people's hands? And then you, as the reader, start to worry is it even okay in his? Like, is there anyone out there who deserves this kind of power? So, so in the in the void, does that mean it, it's? I take it then the void doesn't discriminate on religion. It's just faith. No, and we we actually I mentioned that very very early on in the first, um, the in the second book, um, Manny is speaking to someone, and and I'll keep it as spoiler free as possible. But he's speaking to someone, and he goes, "Oh, cool, so." The void. That means that there is no God, and the the person goes, "No, I don't. I don't know who the hell made the void or where the void comes from. I only know that that all of this stuff comes from here, but where it came from, I have no idea whatsoever. And I I plan on never revealing that. I would love, <laughs> rather that kind of attached your own faith or beliefs or whatever to that, whether it's a Big Bang or a Creator or whatever. 
that's all on you, the reader. Mm, interesting. No, that's a really interesting concept because, like, you're tackling something that's about that's, that's almost like faith and religious based, while crediting it to saying that it's all a part of us, and it kind of gives everyone that this like equal platform that we're all equal, we all have access to this thing, but if someone were to tap into actually having it, is that too much power for someone? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. By the way, is this is the, did you send me the full like issue in my email when I, to review it? I believe so. I think it's a it's the sixteen page issue. Yeah, is, yeah. That the, is that the full issue? Yeah. Well, then everyone, I'm backing this thing tomorrow, and so uh, and I already have a free a free copy, so that, <laughs> that just goes to show that you gotta uh, do this. <laughs> Well, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate that an awful lot. No problem. I was just like, while you're talking, I was like, I swear that I, that I've that I have I've been, I was emailed this. But yeah, that's just how um, everyone. One big thing when you're in the indie world, you gotta you gotta support other creators. I know you can't do it all the time, but when you can, you gotta do it. Yeah, I actually had a lot of people just randomly uh, share the links and stuff. And so, you know, you hop on and you say, thank you so much. And they'll apologize and they'll say, I'm sorry, I can't throw money at it. And I'll go, no, no, no. Like, don't ever feel like you have to do that. Just, yeah, at least share, talk about it. If you think it'd be cool, go ahead and do that. Um, I I usually try to only throw money at things that I really want for myself. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I think that you're doing something cool that I think people need to see and that I would like you to do well, I will show it off and I will, you know, introduce that whether it's, you know, through the Kickstarter backers or through mailing lists or whatever, you know, you, you show it off and you, you support each other, but it doesn't always have to be financially. And I think a lot of us are not in the point in the position where we can financially do that. It's true. It's true. Like there's a lot of Kickstarters where I'm like, wow, gosh, I wish I could, you know, support you, but you know what? Let me, let me spread the word at least. Cause that yeah. it might influence a couple people who might be able to do it. So no, I totally, totally. agree. But and this uh, one's been crazy for good Kickstarters. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, we're, let's get into this topic of, and I have it written down because I'm super tired and I was fall, I fell asleep right before this podcast episode. But what um what are the ups and downs of collaborating, and what can writers do to be good collaborators? And with that being said, I should also in the future I'll, I'll have to make an, another video about what artists can do to be good collaborators because this is a two-way street but i guess um as someone who as someone i've hired as an artist i've and writer i've hired artists to draw my own stories and um you know chuck here has also hired an artist team to um to draw his story so what make what do you think went well for you chuck um as a collaborator in this team what what do you think you did well in the making of this book, and what do you think you could have done a bit better as a writer and kind of like the team leader in this book? Yeah, okay. So for what I think I did well is I think um, as someone who is not an artist, I'm very much open to the artist's eye. So I do um, – I, I find like in my scripts the pacing is very important. So I do kind of put you know how many panels I would like on a page and sort of like that, but I always tell the artist, look – you know this better than I do. So if you feel like you can design it a better way, you can get it in there, I'll just change, you know, I'll change things around for the letter or later on or we'll figure it out. I always try to just t- make sure that the artist is aware this is where you're best. I'm just giving you a good idea of what I would like to see on each page and how I'd like it to pace. From there, if you make some changes or whatever, 
I'm very open to that. And I've even like written on some of my scripts, hey, this is the general idea of what I want on this page, but you do you because I love what you bring to it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just I just find like being just being so open to the collaborative spirit and just making sure that the artist knows all the time I am not 100% God where this is concerned. I would like to see I paid for you for a reason. I wanted you for a reason. I want you on a page. So that means that if you have an idea, make it happen. And actually, I don't know if you saw it. Um, page 14. We won't do any spoilers, but do you remember the the tree page? Did you get to read it already? I'll be honest. I haven't even I haven't opened the book yet. Oh, I just I just remember no, no. I just remember um I just remember uh, you emailing it to me, and I was like, oh, I gotta like do this. Okay, no, that's fine. So. The original penciler, penciler um, sent me this page and said to me, how would you like to finish it like this? And I went, okay, that is twisted and messed up and I love it, but I do not want to end the book like that. Do you mind if we add it as one extra page? And he was like, no, go ahead. Like, that's terrific. And so uh, being open to that allowed me to be able to, to, to do some really cool stuff. That final page or that second last page uh, I've gotten a lot of remarks about that. A lot of people are just like, "Man, that is messed up," and I'm like, "Yeah, thanks. It's <laughs> I did really good on that." <laughs> no, that's awesome. And you know what's nice is that the um, that you were able to also like take the artist's idea. He's like, "Hey, this," and you're like, and you didn't shut it down. You didn't shut it down. You were like, "This is good, but I, I want to keep this, but I need to also work into what I need to get done." And you were able to then communicate with. Um, each other because there's nothing worse than I think as like when I work with a writer and I think I come up with a really good idea and they're like they, and then I'm like hey we should do this and they're like eh, that's nice but like we just we just can't do that because I'm I'm so confined and I'm like okay like I just really wish that if you had maybe worked with me a little we could have made one oh, this like subpar moment that you wrote into something bigger while keeping the end result that you wanted yeah yeah I think for me um I, uh, when I was um, early in my 20s and, and late in my teens and whatnot, I did a lot of uh, improvised comedy, and I loved that. And something I learned about that was we don't say no. No is shutting something down. Mm. So you would always – we would do a lot of exercises where it's just called yes and. And so someone would say something, you'd go yes and, and then you would have to make it bigger and make it bigger. Oh, wow. And so I've kind of taken that in my life where someone says, hey, what about this? You go – all right, okay, what can we do with that, you know? And, like, don't shut it down right away. Mm-hmm. Even if it sounds like the dumbest freaking idea you've ever heard of, don't shut it down right away. Just go, okay, how can we utilize this? And so might it might at some point get shut down, but if you're not open to it and you're just shutting them down, you are not going to get the best of them because they're not going to want to tell you anything. So at least, like, listen to the stupid ideas because we all have them and and be open to them. Clip that so that we can make a short clip and put that on the Instagram and Twitter page. Um, that was a good little speech, so I can like clip that little moment, put some inspirational music behind that. <laughs> you don't think you don't think so, but I'm gonna do it. Um, but no, it's so true. And here's another thing that like, and you've got to like, I mean, I mean, writers writers gotta respect, and you did that. Is that like, I mean, you paid this guy to draw your book, and so there's something kind of like I don't and I don't want to. I'm gonna, it, that's kind of heartless as an artist. You're just like, yeah, I'm getting paid to do this. And so it's more, it's not, they don't have like the passion that you do towards your project. And yet 
when that person who you hired who might be a little heartless towards your project is all of a sudden like really getting into it and is like, you know, I have this really good idea that could really up this. The fact that he's able to suggest like, hey, I've got this really awesome idea for for your story and I want to put my awesome idea for your story. I feel like an artist who just didn't care about the work would be like, this will look better, but I don't care. But the fact that they were so invested in telling you this idea and wanting to ha- wanting to make it happen, that shows the sign of a good collaboration. I think so, too. And I think that um, – I don't think there's truly any necessarily heartless artists. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just important that we right away as the writers, as the ones behind it, we right away have to show them the spirit of collaboration. Like, I'm open – to what you're gonna do, and you—I mean, you do—you you have to have—they have to like it. So a lot of times, I'll send them the uh, the script and say, "Did you like it?" And if they didn't like it, it's like, "Okay, you don't have to do this." Mm-hmm. What? No, like, I like you, and and I like your work, but we can do something else. If this isn't for you, let's not do this together. And 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 I think we as writers need to be open to that idea too. Is that you know, just because you found a great artist does not mean that they're great for that script. They oh. might be better for something else. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I think I put. I think I made a video. I've made a video about that yesterday, and I put that, <laughs> I put that on YouTube channel. It's literally, it's literally called "You Have the Right Artist." Um, oh, I did see that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's so funny, but it's it's so true. And I feel like also, you know, like you said, writers need to be the ones who instigate the the spirit of collaboration. Um, I I've taken on some free work before with some writers, and I and I. I typically don't like doing it, but I was like, you know, maybe this person's going to really, like, bump me up or something. So I took, like, a, like a short story with them, and I was like, and I was doing it for free, so it's, I'm taking up a lot of my free time to do free work yeah. when I could be doing paid work. And I was just like, hey, I have this idea, and they go, listen, this, listen, just do what I said in the script. It's like, it's there. And I'm like, um, like, okay. And then I, then I would send them. So then I was like, oh, I can tell this is going to be like a rough relationship. So I sent them like the rough layouts. And I, before I even did any pencils and inks, I'm like, does this look good? Like, is this what you want? And they're like, yes, it is. And then I, I penciled and inked the whole thing. And then they were like, you know what? You were kind of right. I shouldn't have done that with panel so-and-so. Can you change it? And I was like, no, I don't really want you to go, hey, listen, I, you're working with me. This is my script. And I was like, Wow, like this is not very uh this is not good. I'm not liking yeah. this at all and I don't think I'm ever going to work with you even if you paid me at this if you were to pay me right. at this point I'd be like, "You know what? There's a lot nicer people out there." Oh yeah. But you as a writer I, need to set that tone like you have. Oh, to- yeah, totally. Yeah, it's so important. I did have one story that I I I worked on with a guy and there was a a bit of a a language barrier. Mm. And so I sent it all out and I did everything that I possibly could. And I was really proud of the script. And then they were like, Oh, you know, like uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And I'm like, Oh no, not a problem. And I had paid for it uh, to be fair, not an awful lot, but you know, mm-hmm. we, we worked it out and everything was good. And then when they, they brought it, it wasn't sketches. It wasn't anything that was done, like lettered everything done. And I'm like, uh, and they go, what do you think? And I'm like, I, it doesn't matter what I think. I can't, it's over. I can't ask you to change it, man. Like, if you were heartless, you could. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's not it's not worth it. And honestly, they did a great job. Like, their work is beautiful and all that. It was just there was some beats that were missed that I really would have loved to have to have focused on. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, ah, you know what? You you did a great job. You know, 
it's our first thing together. Don't worry about it. It just means that next thing. And, and it taught me a lesson, mm-hmm. you know, because I am still very new to this. And actually, you would, I think you'd asked a question earlier about uh, what part of the collaboration I'm good at and what part I'm bad at. And the part I would honestly say I'm bad at is that I'm not an artist, mm. especially like when it comes to color and stuff like that. They'll be like, what do you think of this palette? And I'm like, those are colors. Those look good. Great. <laughs> well, what about this one? They look kind of the same <laughs> as the last one. Like, I'm, I'm not a crayon, dude. I, I really don't get this. So, mm. I mean, I have to <clears> – it's one of those things where you just have to be open to it. But also, like, I have a partner who's a graphic designer. And so – and I have a lot of friends now who are artists. And so I'll, I'll now send it to them and I, be, I have to be like, okay, I trust you. What, what do you think? What you know? How do you how do you feel? Like, do you dig this? Is and they're like and some things I can pick out and understand, but art is not necessarily my strong suit. So I can't I can't find those minute details that the rest of you guys would. Yeah, but the fact that you're the fact though that you chose to then I guess like uh, I can if I can ask enough like a follow up question. What then made you decide to do com- comic book writing rather than like maybe like write like a prose novel? Seeing how like comics is so like, you know, there's so much. It whole most of it's art. Um. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Um. So the thing is, I actually got my start in prose. Did mm. a lot of that, and that's how my wife and I met. And and that's our first love. Oh, wait, on the writing website, I read yes. that post, and I was yeah. like, "What? That's awesome." We so, actually created an online writing role playing game where we had our whole world and all that kind of stuff, and you would basically write out what you were doing as a character, and then the moderator would come in and talk about what you see and all that kind of stuff. And it was so much fun. We ran that for over 10 years. Is and it like, so was that, it real time? No, 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 no. It's just like, like you know, imagine like Facebook. You, you put a post saying, uh, my character comes out and he looks around and he's dressed in this and he has mm-hmm. all that stuff and all this. And then the moderator or other characters would come into that thread and say, okay, well, I'm walking through and I'm doing this. Or you see this and that. And so it became an ongoing story. And you would mesh threads together and pull them apart. and Wow. Um, Create, yeah, yeah, no, it went on for a long time, like I said, and we're we're actually planning on making that into a book series. Oh, but that's amazing. In the meantime, I've always loved, um, I've always loved comics. I do love the art. It's just that I'm not like, I'm not um, self aware of all of the intricacies of art. And mm-hmm. so for me, the one thing that I suck at, openly suck at, when it comes to prose, is I don't want to sit down and describe the long hallway, the whole walk and stuff. Like, I don't want to describe that stuff. I don't want to tell you what this person is dressed in. Mm -hmm. I should be able to give you a very vague idea. And so I love having an artist where I can be like, this is their idea. This is who they are. Have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. Go crazy. And And honestly, I think, I feel like artists love that in me because I give them that vague idea and they get to go, cool, I get to put my feel on it. And I've had that where like someone grabbed one of my characters and went, "Cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this into this," and I'm like, "Oh man, I love that idea." Okay, cool, let's go. Like, I'm <laughs> open to it. It's so true though about like, um, I look at someone like I've I've um, like I to- I think it's like I told you before like my comic book demons were my, the artist Travis. He's finishing up the 14th issue. It's our final issue. But if you look at my script at like that 14th issue, it's just so like the characters looking at us. The character does this and I don't describe anything and it's just like 
it feels so nice. Whereas, like, I've tried to write like a prose thing. I'm like, like, like the, go like, the hallway. The hallway is long. You see this, and I'm just like, Ugh. whereas in a comic, you just be like, they're in a hallway, and then the artist is just like, gotta draw a hallway. Better put some stuff in that hallway. <laughs> and they and they and they understand and they understand it. What um what comic books then do you like to read? What comic books do you like to read then? Like, do you Ooh. have any? Are you reading any like good comic books right now? Well, I mean, right now, all of my comic time goes into indie comics. Mm. So, right now, the big ones for me are uh, uh, Kenneth Brown's Judas Breed, which okay. is very much like an Aliens style book. Oh, I've really read that. Good. I've read that. I've read that. That's good. Oh, that's, that's a good. good. One. Uh, Harlan Buck, Scott Weldon's book uh, series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've, uh, I've seen that. I've never read it, but it looks good. The art oh, looks man, great. It's very solid. Uh, very, his writing is very uh, subtle and intelligent. And so the thing is, is that each issue you read it and you go, "Oh, Harlan did this and that, and this stuff happened," and you can just take it on that level. But if you listen, like, just notice the little minute details that he puts in his writing, you're like, "Oh no." Harlan feels this, Harlan feels that, and he doesn't tell you. You see it in the writing, and so it's really intelligent. Uh, so those two are my favorite, and um, have you read Bun? No, I don't even Okay, know. Brian, Brian Silviera does a series called Bun. Uh, I think the third, uh, they're like basically like 50-page or 45-page uh, uh, novels or um, uh, trade paperbacks, basically. And the art is, actually, you know what? I have, a, I have one right here. Oh wow! Oh, that's crazy. This is Bun. Okay. And the art is absolutely beautiful. Wait, I think I've, I've I recognize the cover. Yeah, this is Bun, and honestly, I, I Brian's gonna love me for this, but I love this series. I actually did a video on it. If you check out my YouTube channel, I spout about it and swear about it and say all sorts of great things about it. But um, it's very like out there, imaginary, like just. So much fun. So, I mean, he just goes to some crazy levels, but there's also this level of realism to it, this level of uh, emotional intelligence, which is a big deal to me. I really, I really dig real characters, you know, and, and that's, I think that's why I, I go away from the um, Cape Crusaders so much because they don't feel real to me. Mm, no, yeah, I totally agree with you. Except Batman, I do like myself a good Batman. But yeah, no, I agree with the rest of the superhero stuff. <laughs> no, but it's true. I think with like good storytelling, you know, I think like I think nowadays readers want to have some kind of um, depth. Yeah, depth and resonance with their character. I mean, like right now, I don't think Marvel's putting out like very good comics right now. But they put out like I don't know if you read like the Vision, the Vision series that Tom King did. No, it was like uh, like the ver- after, after the reading the first three pages of the first issue, I bought the rest of I bought both graphic novels because it was so it wasn't a superhero book. It was a book about the vision trying to have trying to have a f- understand what it's like to have a family. And the oh, way okay. he the way he wrote it, I mean, at first I was like, oh, vision like a family book, like I want to see people like die, and I was blown away by it. And then similarly with um. Matt Fraction, David Aja's uh, Hawkeye run, where yeah. it's, it's ha- yeah, it's Hawkeye when he's not with the Avengers, and you just see his mundane life, and a lot of people, and that for some that resonated with people, like wow, he's a he's a normal person just like you and me. Yeah, no, I, I've heard really good things about that actually. Um, another one for me was um, uh, remember I think it was back in the early two thousands they were doing the end. 
And so they did like X Men: The End, Avengers: The End, all this stuff. Oh, I don't and one of them, no, all, they, everything was the end. Punisher: The End, and it was always like mass killing, death, death, death. And they did uh, Silver Surfer: The End, mm. and it was a four part series. And every issue, I cried. Wow. I think, um, like Olivier Olivier uh, Coipel. Oh that's my gosh, name. that art! His that artist is so good. He he did his stuff is so beautiful and like in the very last issue you have all these people basically at Norin Rad's funeral and you know it's like Galactus down to like Spider Man and everyone in between mm-hmm. and uh, it was just like every issue was so sad but so amazing and he just got such an awesome send off and it's so well done that you want that you're just like I don't want to read another. Silver Surfer, I want that to be his end. And so, yeah, when you put out stuff like that, my wife just gave me a thumbs up. She's like, yeah, that is it. That one was good. (laughs) But it's true, you know, you want comics that I I do wish, I think that's a great thing about indie comics, and I've said that before, I've said this in other episodes, but, like, you can have a finite end. Like, when Superman, um, I think Eric Larson, who does Savage Dragon for Image, he said the, the, the thing that destroyed the comic book industry was when was not when Superman died, but but when Superman came back because everyone was like, oh, there's no stakes anymore. Yeah. And if they had kept it as Superman dying, he would have just been this forever hero. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, yeah, he the characters die and they always come back. Yeah. Let's well, say like Jean Grey. Jean Grey is one of my all-time favorite characters, actually. I'm a huge X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. and But she has died and come back. And so... When she died and came back, and she was there for a long time, and then um, uh, Grant Morrison uh, killed her off, I was like, good, okay, can we keep her dead? And they did keep her dead, but they kept her dead for over mm-hmm. ten years. And I was like, I actually found myself falling back in love with the character because she stayed Because she stayed dead. It makes it more historical. I mean, well, that's funny that you bring up Grant Morrison because... I was, I was in my head. I, I just went. I was like, "Yeah, he knows comics." But then I was like, "Wait, he was on that brought Barry, Barry Allen, the flashback in DC. He brought, he brought him back." But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's so true. But yeah, um, I so do. Are you working? So what's the plan then? What's the plan for Welcome to the Void? What is the, how many issues do you have planned? When's the next one going to come out? You think? Um, give us like a heads up. Cool. So. For Welcome to the Void, it's going to be an ongoing. It's like that's the kind of thing that I love. So we basically start with one character, but it is about the Void. So you're going to branch out, and I'm just going to see how far it goes. Um, uh, sorry, I got a little message, but we're good. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, but it's going to branch out and get bigger, and it really is more about the Void than it is about anyone else. Anyone we see, there are eyes into the void to seeing what it is, but it's always going to be about that and what happens. Um, I have the first six issues ma- mapped out, the first three written, the first mm-hmm. issue done, and um, we've actually just started uh, work on number two. Perfect. So how many issues then do you think you're going to come out with a year? Um, two or three? I, I, one, I, would, two? I, I, would hope, I would hope for three. Three mm-hmm. is... Three, I think three could keep people excited and keep them uh, keep them interested. So I'd hope for three. If I can do more, oh hell yeah, I'm interested. But uh, I, I think my aim is three. That's sweet, that's sweet. And then, um... Frank, I had a really good question. 
<laughs> this sucks. Um, I'm gonna take a drink while all that's going. Yeah, on. man, uh, that's good though. Like one of three, and I, I think that, that that's able to like. Oh, oh, I figured. I remembered it. Actually, it wasn't that good of a question, but um, I'll ask it. Is do you have any? So, like, obviously, you're working on, on Welcome to the Void. Um, do you have any other books that you're working on? Do you have any other ideas of stuff that you want to yeah. do? I absolutely do. Um, actually, my anchor and I, uh, my anchor came to me when we were working on Welcome to the Void, and he was like, "I have this very basic idea for um, a story about the original creator of Hell, Belial, and." how it was uh hell was taken over by satan and now he wants it back and i'm like that sounds okay yeah it's it's a really cool idea and i was like okay cool and so i got so excited that i just wrote a five uh a five um five novel uh treatment for it right there and then just wrote it out this Mm -hmm. five issue treatment 30 pages each boom knocked it out to him sent it to him and he was like oh damn okay i really like this and so We've actually written the first one. Uh, art has already started uh, at the end of Welcome to the Void. Uh, at the end of this little uh, um, Kickstarter, we're going to actually, uh, we're just finishing it up now, but we're going to send out the five-page preview of Belial to show everybody off. It ended up being, I'm not a real, like, demon, hellish, evil kind of guy. I'm, I'm evil in a more of a... An emotional sense. I really like to kind of emotionally torture my characters rather than physically. Mm-hmm. So I made it a bit of a comedy, but it's still got that emotion to it, and people are having a blast with it. Like anyone I've sent to the the, the script to, anyone I've shown the the um, preview to so far, they're loving it. Like it's getting really good uh, responses so far. So that's another one. That's one I'm excited about because first off, I love the story. I love the take. I love the feel. But it's also finite. I know where it ends. I know mm, that we can nice. just do this, be done, and great. So the aim is five issues, one and done, turn into a really nice graphic novel that everyone can sell at their booths. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, everyone. Go to, um, go to the description below. Back this Kickstarter. At least check it out. And if, if you uh, can't back it, uh, spread the love to your friends so they can back it. And uh, Chuck, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you for having me. I had a really good time. Thanks, brother. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, everyone, hit the subscribe button, like, and comment, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Draw and Talk. Hit the subscribe button, like, and comment, and once again, thanks for supporting me. You guys rock.